welcome to Between the Lines, where we review literary works and their themes that pertain today. I'm Ainsley, and I am an October Scorpio. That literally does not help your case. It does not help it. Nope. (laughs) Anyways, I'm Arlette, and I'm a July Cancer, and I'm such a crier. Whoopsie. (laughs) (laughs) No, literally, I relate to that. Uh, I'm Pamela. I'm a May Taurus, and I have the worst God complex you'll ever see in a person. It's super bad. (laughs) I felt that with my Taurus moon, yep. I am Mei Ling, and I am a December Sagittarius, and let me tell you, we are the absolute worst. We cannot commit to anything. $200 deposit? Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm Emily. I'm a February Aquarius, so I'm basically just um, an emotionally unavailable mess, but that's fine. Yeah, yeah. You on that yeah. one. Uh, anyway, like that. this week's literary take is on Shakespeare's play Othello, where we will be discussing themes such as race, gender, and jealousy. You'll also hear personal insight and hot takes on these topics. There will be some commercial breaks, so grab a snack, settle in, and welcome to Between the Lines. We are so excited for you to hear our thoughts on Othello, but first, let's hear a word from our sponsors. This sponsorship is brought to you by Target. By shopping at Target, you help us give 5% of our income to education, the arts, and social services. This does not cost you any extra, but it adds up to over $3 million a week. At Target, doing good? is easy. This sponsorship is brought to you by Great Clips. My hair has attitude. My hair has style. My hair doesn't have $50 to spend every two months. At Great Clips, you can cut back without cutting corners. Walk right in, sit right down, satisfaction guaranteed. Thanks, Arlette. Now let's hear a summary of Othello from Pam. We will say that we got this from Sparknotes, but we've added our own little flair to it, so I think it's okay. Pam, take it away. All right, so basically, the entire basis of Othello follows an African general in the Venetian army who is tricked basically into suspecting his wife is cheating on him. And instead of trusting his own wife and saying that, oh, you know, like, she's trustworthy, she would never do that to me, he listens to everything that Iago has to say about her and starts believing all these things, and eventually it leads him to kill himself. (laughs) What we learn is that Iago is literally the most evil person Mm -hmm. to exist. Ever. Yeah, oh, for sure. He was like extremely manipulative. Like yeah. mm-hmm. he was, and he had like no remorse over it. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Yeah, absolutely none. Because like there was also that one part in the story when like Desdemona is talking to Amelia and him, and she's talking about how like terrible it is that Othello thinks that she's cheating on him, and Iago basically goes and says like, "Oh yeah, whoever is like telling these lies is like the worst person ever." <laughs> like <laughs> Just at yourself yeah. <laughs> I completely forgot about that. Yeah, I don't know why that scene was, like, literally ingrained, like, in my brain. I was like, dang, he really said, you know what? I'm just going to pretend like I had no part in this. Yeah, <laughs> well, and I think that along with the idea of, like, trust and jealousy comes, like, a lot of different other themes. So one thing that I found is interesting is like kind of the conversation of whether or not Shakespeare's play, because Othello is an African general, so he's black. So it's the question of did Shakespeare intentionally write this to be ahead of his time? Or is this just like a super racist play that he wrote because he himself was racist? Mm -hmm. And I think that's interesting because a lot of Shakespeare scholars or whatever have this big debate, but like. I I mean I don't know what to I don't know what to think. Part of a big part of me is just like Shakespeare was just super racist, and it yeah. wasn't really ahead yeah. of his time. Yeah, and I mean part of that is the time period as well. Like 
fact, in Shakespeare's time, um, black people didn't have a lot of rights. So I feel like you also have to look at the time period, but I definitely feel like it is racist. Yeah, especially because, like, I get it. I see how people could think that it's, like, you know, ahead of its time because, like, he's writing about, like, a powerful black figure at the time, but also he's, like, making note of how he was being treated. Like, everyone, like, always, like, no one made a point of, like, being respectful towards Othello unless it was to his face, but, like, behind mm-hmm. his back when he wasn't there, like, they wouldn't even, like, refer to him by his name. Yeah. Like, and they like, also called him racist names, like, to his face. Like, when yeah. Amelia learned that Othello had killed Desdemona, she was angry, and for good reason, but then she yeah. started calling him, like, a black devil and stuff, and, like, I understand being mad at Othello, as you should be, but, like, that doesn't give you the right to start calling him racist names at all. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the amount of, like, racial slurs and just, um, I think it was just overdoing it, and that part of that feels like Shakespeare did write it in a racist way, and it wasn't ahead of its time, because I feel like he could have just left things out, but, the like, the amount of how many animalistic um, imagery there was and just all those racial things that were attached just kind of gave a bad, bad vibes. <laughs> Racist vibes. Especially because, like, he, like, yeah, there's a point in, like, trying to make, you know, like, yeah, everyone's racist in this play. But I feel like he kind of crossed that line a little too much because it was, like, every other character would say something racist in a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And they really only strictly referred to him as, like, the more. They didn't Mm -hmm. really refer to him by his name very often. Actually, now that I think about it, I don't think anyone referring to him as a fellow. Yeah. Yeah. And, And also, like, the only time that they like referred to him as like positively was when they were referring to his work as a general yeah, yeah. yeah. which goes to show like you can be super successful in like your field or whatever but then your interpersonal like relationships with others can be absolute garbage and like they can like not treat you the way that you should be treated mm-hmm. and like yeah. the the weird thing or i guess the interesting thing about it is that the amount of power that othello had but yet he was like disrespected yeah. and pointed against like mm-hmm. with all this like racism but how did he get that much power if he's, if he's so I hated? I feel like, if anything, they probably viewed him as, like, two completely different persons. Like, you know, like, there was probably, like, yeah, Othello the general, and then there's just, like, Othello, you know? Othello, like, like, I feel like they person. didn't see him as the same person. Because even, like, when um, Desdemona's dad was, like, going off about, like, oh, how dare he, like, marry my daughter. But then when once they, like, meet with the Duke, they were like, oh, yeah, he's an amazing general, like, blah, 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 all mm-hmm. this. But then, like, he was so strictly against, like, Desdemona being with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, like, makes zero sense. And yeah. It was, it was kind of strictly because of his race, too. Yeah. Like, he yeah. Was like, oh, you must have performed some black magic or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, yeah, that was straight up racist. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? That's a lot. Yeah. I just, I feel like there was also just, like, a lot of, like, microaggressions towards him. Like, not directly, like, you know, not directly as intense, but they were definitely, like, still, like, you know, are you sure you can do this? Because, point a and point b and all mm-hmm. this also part of that we bring up like the white privilege because yeah. it kind of makes it think that like if it were iago it kind of like i feel like they would have just like disregarded it and they're like okay yeah you're good yeah. like especially at the end like iago literally kills like everyone basically mm-hmm. and they kind yeah. of like it's, he just goes yeah, well, that's he, like thing. he just runs away, just and like, I'm just oh, like, we're gonna punish you forever, but there's not really like anything. There's not yeah. really any like closure to that. Yeah. Like, what, yeah, it, what sure. happened? They're just like taking him. him away, and it's like, okay, well, like what, what happened? happened yeah, I read a theory. This is really interesting, actually. I read a theory that Othello kills himself because he 
he like subconsciously recognizes that he'll never be accepted by Venetian society and because he killed his white wife he like would he subconsciously recognized that and so then like as he would be an outcast for the rest of his life so he just kills himself because of that which i thought was a really interesting take on it because i thought Mm. he was just demonstrating some sort of like well i killed my wife so i should like get the same thing because Mm. you know before iago like started getting into his ear he was a very logical and like Mm thought like thoughtful person then his emotions got the best of him and he turned into someone completely different but then after like desdemona gets killed and like the truth comes out he reverts back to his original person which makes which made me think that he just like was like well i killed my wife so now i guess i gotta die but i don't know i thought that take on the fact that like he wouldn't be accepted by venetian society so that's why he killed himself was super interesting yeah i like that theory because when you're first reading the scene where he kills himself you're just like oh he's just being dramatic like you think it's like just another thing of Romeo and Juliet like the characters just being stupid and dramatic but then you read something like that theory and you're like oh well maybe it made more sense of like you can see more of the reason and understand why he committed suicide because he knows that he would never be accepted and I mean he he knows that like his place in society like he's like aware of it he's like I killed my white wife like this is not gonna go well. Like that's like the worst yeah. thing he could probably do as a black man in mm-hmm. his time. Yeah. yeah. He knows like the whole with that theory, like the acceptance part of it, like I feel like that's still like a major part in like our society like today. Like just like knowing that you won't be fully accepted somewhere because of like who you are. Mm-hmm. Like this can relate back to like the fact that we are literally like all women. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. like I was like thinking a lot about like college and how like I'm going into a STEM field and business if somehow that works out. And, like, that's literally male-dominated. Like, I will always be belittled in every single class I take in college Mm -hmm. because I'm a woman. Yeah, like, like you can just think about how many classes you're going to be talked over and, like, interrupted. And then nobody's going to notice, like, not even the professors because they're just like, oh, it's men. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, it's still really prevalent, like, right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, like, also, I was going to say, I think four out of the five of us are going into STEM. And that's definitely something I've been, like, super nervous about. Especially sure. in lab, because like like Pam said, the STEM fields are extremely male-dominated. Yeah, and I was also just like thinking about the fact that, like, I know for a lot of the colleges, and like, Berkeley made a point of point, like, saying this in their acceptance letter, where they were just like, oh, like, we love having women. And I'm like, okay, That's... so I'm literally just like a statistic for literally. them. Like, they're just satisfying a statistic, which kind of like, I don't know, like, I... I think I have, like, the grades and, like, I had the writing to get in, but I didn't, I don't know, like, instead of making me feel good, it kind of made me feel like, oh, like, I was just, like, a diversity advent. Like, yeah, I was just a diversity advent. Like, I don't think I was, like, I don't know. And then, like, like, I've seen so many TikToks of girls, like, going into labs and, like, you know, like, they know the answer and they'll, like, say it several times and then, like, all their male peers would be like, no, like, that's not, no, that doesn't sound right. And, like, I don't know, that just kind of, like, makes me really mad, to be honest. Because I know that's how it's going to be. Yeah, and I guess you can just find, like, kind of solace in Othello, knowing that, like, we share similar struggles. Not not the same at all. Like, not even close, but kind of similar. But even then, it's, like, kind of, like, okay, when was this written? Like, over a hundred and something years ago. And, And, like, like, still nothing has changed, really, like, like... Sure, there's been some legal progress. Has there been real change? That's yeah. Like it has to be like real, like societal change, not just like a law that's passed that everyone's gonna ignore. You know? Yeah. Like that's another (laughs) thing. Like with all like the Black Lives Matter protests and all that that happened over the summer, 
like you like yeah there's so many people that will make like the dumbest points and being like well racism was banned like, like you know like 50 something years ago changing a law is not going to change people's minds no. i know yeah, exactly. and i'm like that ugh, it makes me so mad because mm-hmm. people really think that we've like progressed a lot and like don't get me wrong we definitely have taken like the right steps like yeah. in the right direction but we're still not even, but yeah. we're still not but even it's close more a mental thing within society mm-hmm. just trying to get mm-hmm. all their ideals out of the way which are dumb do you guys ideas. think that a lot of the racism like in the cell and what we were just talking about has to do with like jealousy even in real life um in any way because that's another theme that was really I, prevalent in Othello. i feel like it depends on like what it is like i know like in a lot of school settings not necessarily like our school but just, like, you know, as I was applying for scholarships and I was having mm-hmm. interviews with, like, colleges about, like, scholarships or, like, even admission, like, I feel like they made a point of being, like, oh, you're a minority. Like, how do you mm-hmm. feel about that? Like, how are, like, how are your struggles, like, compared to, like, the, a white person who's applying? Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know. I just, like, I know they have the right intentions because, like, they want, like, more people of color to go to, like, college and all yeah. that. Mm-hmm. But also just, like... I know that so many white people, like, because I see it online, like, I see those comments, like, when someone, like, a tweet where, like, this one girl got into Harvard med school, and she was black, and everyone was like, well, you only got in because you're black, like, yeah, what, (laughs) like, there's that invalidation just because you're Yeah, like, it's also, like, (laughs) just a huge thing, like, I get it, like, colleges are, like, trying to be more inclusive and, like, having, like, diversity committees and all that, but, like, even then, like, they're all, like, white people, like, what, like, how would you know how to make a school more diverse if you were literally the majority? Yeah. Like, um, I know Hazani was telling me about when she, like, did her Butler interview, like, it was literally, the entire basis of that scholarship interview was women and, like, being a person of color. The interview was ran by three white girls. Of course. Are you serious? Yeah, the interview was literally ran by three white girls, and they took, like, ten minutes to get to know people, and that was it. Oh, my God. Wow. And, like, it's just, I don't know, like, just with, like, the whole college thing, like, it just makes me so mad (laughs) that, like, I, like, accomplish something, and then I'll be, like, belittled for it and be like, oh, it's you only got in because you're brown, you know? It's not because you're actually, like, smart or anything. Like, you just got in because you're brown. Even though, like, we all deserve to, like, get those spots in colleges because we're literally all summa cum laude. Yeah. Like, Mm. we all worked for that. It's not like it was just handed to us, you know? We're worth more than just our color or our race. Yeah, and that's just, like, really disappointing because, like, literally Mm -hmm. the majority of these colleges, not going to lie, they will only admit people because they're brown. And, like, it sucks to say, but, like, I know that's just where we are as a society right now. Like, yeah, like, like, it also... It sucks that it's, like, you can go either way. Like, it can be, like, oh, you're admitted just because of your color or, oh, you're admitted because of your white privilege. So it's, like, there's no really, like, an in-between. Okay, so, like, I joined, like, this Berkeley, like, group chat, like, class of 25. Because I just want to know the people I'm (laughs) dealing with if I go there. (laughs) So far, I don't really like their vibe. Like, they're all, like, super rich. Like, every single person's, like, oh, yeah, I'm from Los Angeles. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm from, like, you know, San Francisco. Like, you know, the bigger Mm -hmm. cities in California. And I was talking to this one girl, because she's the only other girl I found that she's from Indiana. And she was telling me, not specifically about Berkeley, but she was telling me how her friend got waitlisted at UCLA. And um, I guess, like, the friend had another friend that also got waitlisted at UCLA. Mm -hmm. But her other friend has, like... I think she also had, like, a family member that works at UCLA. They found out about it, 
somehow she got taken off the wait list within like a week of decisions being released, oh my God. which oh, never just, happens. Yeah. 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 And I was just like, ooh, I don't like that. And like the whole like college process, it's just like so flawed because yeah, like it truly just like bases itself off of like money. the privilege you have or the privilege you don't have. Yeah. 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 Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. If you have zero privilege, but you can also get in if you have all the privilege, but then the middle ground is like, well, there's nothing it's like you work you. so yeah. hard for something and then just someone just comes and takes it away just because of privilege. It's, yeah. it's yeah. just it's stressful because it's like you go through this whole process and like camp. Like you've literally been stressing <laughs> so <laughs> much. And then it's just like you see someone else just kind of take everything away. You're just like, geez, thanks. Not saying yeah. that like probably they didn't work hard for it, but still it's kind mm-hmm. of like. Yeah. Yeah, like, I got so mad about, like, the Michigan thing. Oh, my gosh. Don't, like, don't even get me started Like, freaking furious. Because then I saw, like, a tweet or something basically, like, talking about their statistics for this year. Like, they had over, like, 70,000 or something like that applicants. And this one, like, tweet was basically talking about how, like, it was, like, 80% white. Like, the entering class this year is 80% white. And, like, they barely had any people of color. And if they did, uh, they were, like, I think they were mostly, like, um, upper middle class type of people of color. And it sucks because, like, I know colleges will, some colleges will only accept you if they know that you can pay them. Uh, not that I'm not loving this discussion, but we should probably yeah. go yeah. back to some I know, of I was going to say we're kind of really <laughs> off topic. Okay. I was trying to bring in the whole jealousy yeah. thing, yeah. then yeah. it kind of got off into the <laughs> way, yeah. Why don't we recollect our thoughts over the commercial break, and then we can dive right back into jealousy. This commercial break is brought to you by CoverGirl. CoverGirl's new Smoky Shadow Blast lets you create a colorful smoky eye in just two easy steps. It's a smoky eye tool plus makeup artist all in one brilliant shadow stick with specially shaped applicator. Talk about a smoke of genius. Go ahead, call work. Tell them you're running a little early. Give your boss a pleasant surprise and call yourself a little piece with Navigan. It's the only GPS device with reality view and lifetime traffic. Rush hour just got friendlier. Okay, yeah. so here's a question. How do you guys deal with jealousy? Oh, that's, oh, that's funny. Um, it's, it used to be really hard for me to deal with jealousy. I don't know what it was. Like, something just got in my mind. I, I felt like I was, like, like I felt as, as evil as Iago because, like, jealousy makes me feel like a disgusting person. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I've been working on it a lot recently, and I've just learned to, like, when I feel jealous, I kind of look inward, and I'm like, look at what you have right now. Like, think about all the good things you have going in your life, and, yeah, you're you have a long way to go and everything, mm-hmm. but the things you have right now are like that's where you're supposed to be and that's what kind of helps me to kind of get yeah. that jealousy away from me because i hate that feeling and i want it like as far away from me yeah as for sure. <laughs> i personally don't think i'm that much of a jealous person i don't know you guys can like talk to this but like i don't think i'm a jealous person because like i really don't care <laughs> like i just don't complex could never yeah like my god complex could never like i just don't care such an issue with jealousy but now I just, like, find myself, like, I don't care. Like, I'm just chilling. Yeah, That's like, really I just, feeling. like, don't think I'm jealous. Or, like, when people talk about, like, relationships and all that. Like, oh, my God, aren't you jealous that, like, this and this happened? Like, no, I could care less. <laughs> like, <laughs> Honestly, I feel like this year has just made everyone kind of just not care anymore. Yeah, that's <laughs> just, true. I feel like my emotional side, I've kind of like that jealousy of it or like always, I feel like I've always been really hard on myself, like always yeah, trying yes. to be like, yeah, same. push myself to be the best. Mm-hmm, but like my parents have always told me like, like if you're not the, if you're not number one, like you be the best number two, number three, number four, number 14, whatever it is. Yeah, my parents and, always tell me as long as you're doing your best. Like, yeah. You know. And so I feel like I never gave mm. like grace to myself and I pushed myself so much and like it was rough.
rough. Like, the last couple of years, I look back, I'm like, dang. Like, compared to this year, I literally have just not cared less. Like, we have the bio test today, and I literally could not care less. <laughs> no, you're like, I'm sorry. Like, no, but no, if no, that no, was... No, there's me who pushed my But if that was me last year, I probably would be crying and, like, be yeah. like, I'm really stressed about this. But, like, honestly, I'm kind of just, like, honestly, like, our le- like, like you've got through so is, much. Yeah. Like, just chill out. Like, you, you're going to college next year. Like, just give yeah, yourself like, a break. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. the fact that we know that even if we haven't decided on where we're going to college, we know we've gotten to, like, multiple places, and I think that gives us room to breathe, and so we don't yeah. have to, like, look at our peers and be like, oh, I'm jealous of you, because we're going to live our own lives. Yeah, yeah. and we work so hard for everything, too, it's not so... Like, and it's not like we're evil, like, Iago, who's like, let me just ruin people's lives, because I'm <laughs> weird. Yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, I definitely still get jealous, especially when it comes to, like, college decisions and stuff, because I yeah. still don't know what I, like, mm-hmm. want to go, and, like, for sure what I want to do, and so that weighs, like, really heavily on me. Yeah. But, I mean, I definitely not am not like Iago, where I'm going to destroy everyone's <laughs> I lives. Yeah, I feel I that too. I feel like jealousy is kind of. Oh, you know where you're going to college? Let me just kill you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's uh, jealousy's like. I think it's always gonna be there because I mean we're humans and yeah. it's gonna yeah. be a part like yeah. always like we just gotta learn how to like deal control it, it yeah. and not yeah. go to go like you, let's all just kill Pam for getting into <laughs> so many <laughs> colleges. Yeah, honestly, no. Do you feel like so? So there's like goal based jealousy. What do you, what would you call that? I don't know. But I like, think that's just yeah. goals. <laughs> <laughs> but like, do you experience like relationship jealousy? Because here I'll give you an example. So there's this dude, right? Uh-huh. And every single time we hang out, he always mentions this one specific girl. <gasps> and how dare oh, he? Girl. <laughs> <laughs> he always mentions this one specific girl, and I'm like, I'm not dating this dude. We're not even talking. Like we're just friends. So I literally have no right to be jealous, right? Mm-hmm. But every single time he mentions this girl, I'm like, I just want to bop you upside the head. <laughs> yeah. I think it's because, like, when you're hanging out with somebody, you don't want to have to talk about other people. You're just like, I'm hanging out with you because I want to hang out with you. And it's not necessarily because you want a relationship with them. It's just like, hey, we're, we're together right now. We're just hanging out. Focus on me. Like, you want their attention. Yeah. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, That's yeah. I relate to that. Thing. I relate to that because I also hang out with this one guy. And every time he mentions <laughs> this girl, every time he mentions this girl, I'm like, literally, shut up <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's like and like he always mentions how funny she is or like how like w- like how crazy she is or like how much they have a good time and i'm like you're like what about me I'm like, yeah. what are you <laughs> doing right now yeah like one time he was like yeah like like i was like driving and she was in the passenger seat where you were sitting oh. and and he goes and i almost rear-ended someone and and she just didn't say anything and it was so funny and i'm like what and he's like, <laughs> Wow. Oh okay. Well, men. Men. <laughs> men. Probably just right into our the next topic of gender. <laughs> yeah, literally right into our next one. Um, how? Like, I don't know. Do you guys? Men in power. Let's talk oh. about it. Ew. They've been in power for too long. We need to change. Yeah. We need to change the narrative. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, especially as we were talking about earlier in like male-dominated fields, mm-hmm. I feel like it's yeah. definitely a lot harder for women. Yeah, yeah that was a good example of that because like none of the women really had power i mean like desdemona was respected but only because she was like considered to be pure and she was white and she was pretty like it wasn't I mean, because she was actually like smart or anything yeah, yeah and yeah. i mean part of that went away when she married othello yeah, yeah. everyone uh-huh. seemed to respect her less yeah. yeah like i don't know that does not make any sense like Okay, listen to the white man, I guess. No. Yes. Like, why? Why and would you? Crusty, dusty, and musty, and you're going to listen to them? I guess. <laughs> and then Emilia literally had to get respect out of her own husband. Even though he was like, literally a piece of garbage. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I'm sorry, what? And she literally had to, like, betray her, I guess, like, her, like companion, like, her best friend, I yeah, guess yeah. you can call, yeah. to get any respect out of him. Because he literally yeah. thought so little of her. Like, 
Like, mm-hmm. he literally that... thought she slept with Othello. Yeah. 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 Like, she. Can we talk about something real quick? Go Speaking ahead. of gender, um, I don't know. I hope I'm not the only one, but I am convinced that Amelia was in love with Desdemona. Oh, no, they, yeah, for sure. If they would have been a couple, that would have made the No, point. yeah, they were deaf lesbians. Yeah. Like, for <laughs> yeah. sure. Yeah. If, if you just had that relationship, got rid of Othello, got rid of Iago, like, get rid of the men, oh, perfect. It, no, it yeah. It gave me Danny and Ruben vibes from the trailer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> and no one can convince me otherwise. Yes. yes. Or, I'm, like, Nick yeah. and Gatsby. Oh, oh my god, when I was reading The Great Gatsby for like junior year, I was convinced. I was, I was convinced, convinced that he was gay. No, yeah. And then I brought it up in class and everyone was like, what are you talking about? Like, he's totally straight. And I'm like, he's literally in bed with another dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All of the stories are just like, they're just friends. Yeah, and like the way he just like writes about Gatsby, like you would write an entire story about this man you had in your life for like what? Like, like a year, a yeah, like him? a couple months, yeah. a year, like. No. Mm, okay. <laughs> well, trying to tell me he's not in love with him. Um, yeah. okay. You know what? Okay, let's talk about how Amelia still like does stuff for her husband, even yes. though he literally treats her like garbage. I that think, yeah. and then also like she was hesitant to do it in the first place, which is why I'm confused yeah. why she did it because like it's obviously like like I don't think she's trying to please her husband. Oh yeah, yeah. But she she, she clearly, acknowledged she it. She clearly hates her husband, but I think it's because of the times that like if she as a wife didn't obey her husband, she would have faced a lot more consequences than if she had just obeyed. And her I mean husband. she did because Iago literally killed her. Yeah, at the end. yeah. yeah. so. <laughs> So no matter what she did, she would have gotten killed yeah. by him. Uh-huh. Yeah. Men, again. <sighs> yeah. So, do you think women are treated better today than in Shakespeare's time, or do you feel like it's kind of the same but different? I think they're definitely treated better. Long way to go, but I'm very thankful that we live in a time that's more progressed than Shakespeare's mm-hmm. time. Yeah. I don't think, if I were to live in his time, I probably would have just become, became a murderer. Like, yeah. I couldn't do that. <laughs> well, and I think that, I think that as women, like, we obviously have done a lot of internal work of, like, yeah. where we stand mm-hmm. in, in society and then how we can, like, further ourselves yeah. and, like, break that glass ceiling. Mm-hmm. But I feel like in order to truly progress, how, like, in order to progress, society has to, like, accept the new way instead of yeah. just, like, lawmakers. Yeah. yeah. And so I think that in order to do that, like, men themselves have to do that internal work to acknowledge their position in society and then say, how can I bring up the women in my life to yeah. that same position? And yeah. hold themselves accountable if only they had the Yeah, and like, for that. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think this, like, plays into toxic masculinity that's perpetrated by our society. Oh, no, yeah, for sure. Because, like, like so many, so many of my, like, straight guy friends are just so emotionally repressed that it's really, really sad to look at them. And it's like, yeah, like, women, like, we have such a hard time, but it's, like, society is against all of us, though. Like, yeah. Like, at the same time, uh-huh. just in different ways. Because, yeah. because women are overly emotional, but then but then men can't demonstrate their emotions. And it's like, no, yeah. we need balance. And like, then men can't. the same amount of emotion. And then men yeah. can't deal with our emotions. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'll literally be, like, ranting about something horrible that happened, like, okay, and... I'm yeah. just like, yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, geez, just get over thanks. It. Okay. I'm, I'm talking to this guy, and I, like, sometimes I'll tell, he'll ask me, like, what's wrong, because he wants me to open up to him, right? Yeah. And so I'll be like, I'll tell him, like, something hard that happened in my day, or, like, I'm having a bad day, or whatever. And he just doesn't have any emotional reaction. I'm like, how am I supposed to open up if you're just going to be like, okay? Like, what? Yeah. No, what? Or, like, the worst is when you're crying. And they just don't do oh, anything about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, you're like crying, and then they're like, you know, I just can't really deal with this right now. If you want me to open up to you, you have to show that you have emotions. Like, I'm not going to mm-hmm. talk to a robot. Yeah, yeah. or like, if uh, and it's the worst thing, and they're like, oh, you can like talk to me about anything. Like, yeah. I'm always here to support yeah. you. Yeah, and, like, exactly. Yeah, and then like, you tell them, and then they're like, you know, I just can't really deal with this right now. And it's yeah. like, it's such that. 
society has trained them to be so emotionally repressed that they feel like they have to like brush that stuff off like if mm-hmm. something's a big deal they they feel like they can't talk about it mm-hmm. whether it's somebody else dealing with it or if they have their own problems like it just if we were all able to just openly communicate and show our emotions without fear of being judged i think that's the yeah. thing that yeah. men deal with a lot is the fear oh of being judged. because sure. they still want to live up to that like expectation of this masculine person yeah, who's yeah. Like, they don't want to be judged because if they show emotions then they're going to be called like girls yeah, yeah it's like, like there's nothing wrong with being yeah emotional. it's just like i don't understand like i'm talking about like my dad right now because like he grew up in mexico which is very like machista culture like mm-hmm. men are not allowed to show emotion like you have to be the head of the household yeah. type of thing like i think i've only seen him cry like twice in my entire life that's uh-huh. 17 years i have yeah. like, yeah. only seen my dad express emotion like, his twice. are getting rusty like yeah like literally <laughs> like any like just like the things he says like he's obviously like he grew up in a different time than what like we are now uh-huh. but like he is not progressive at all. This man has literally told me that, like, my place as a woman is to be a housewife before. Uh, like, no, he, he has didn't. straight up told me that. And that he hates that, like, I talk back to him and, like, I call him out on all his, like, mm-hmm. BS. Because, like, yeah. I do. I'm not afraid of him. Like, I'm not afraid of telling him that, like, you know, like, okay, why do you treat me like that just because I'm a girl? Like, I know if I were, like, a boy, you would have not cared what I do, like, not care mm-hmm. about anything. But, like, since I'm a girl, like, I know you treat me this way. And, yeah. like, he'll, like, just get, like, really frustrated and just, like, walk away. It's always entertaining to see how our generation is not afraid to stand up for what we believe mm-hmm. in. And we're not yeah. going to deal with, like, BS anymore. And then our parents, it's always funny to see their reactions because they're like, um, what? Like, like excuse me. This. Yeah. I think it's blatant disrespect that we want to stand up for ourselves. Yeah. And that's yep. literally what yeah. they teach us. Like, our entire lives growing up, they're like, oh, you need to stand up for yourself. And then when we finally do, they're like, you're wrong. Just like yeah. my mom always told me as I was growing up, like, I want you to have your own thoughts. I want you to form your own thoughts and beliefs. Yeah. Even if they're different from mine, that's fine. And then she gets mad when I have different views from her. No, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that literally happened. Like, uh, me and my parents were, like, talking about how... um we were just talking about like the lgbtq plus community and like you know more progressive side because my parents if they weren't minorities they would definitely be republicans <laughs> and like if they were white they would be full like I, they're just those kinds of people like yeah. i don't even have to talk to them about it and i know that they give yep. off those vibes uh-huh and like because like we were talking about how like first of all like we were first just talking about like the gender like pay gap and all that and then my dad was straight up like no that's not real uh, I was oh, like, um, excuse me. And then, like, we hit, like, another topic, which is just, like, gay rights and, like, um, you know, like, just, like, being transgender and, like, all that. And, like, my dad was like, nope, that's not allowed. Same with my mom. They're, like, strictly against, like, if you're gay, like, don't, like, don't come around us. Over the yeah. summer, I, my mom found out that I was bisexual because she went through my phone. So I, she kind of, like, outed me to herself, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And so I was never comfortable telling her that in the first place. And so if she knows that, she doesn't accept it. And then sometimes I'll go to church with them because it makes them happy, even though I'm not religious. And, like, yeah. I'll sit there, like, the other week. The pastor was talking about how, like, oh, we need to accept everybody in our church. Like, we need to have everyone. We need to include everyone. And then she turned around in the next sentence and said, we need to help, like, gay people fix themselves because oh. Oh my can't, gosh. can't accept their marriages and I sat there and I was like you know what it's that really just, sad yeah. for yeah. me to know that my parents love this pastor so much and they love this church and they have this religion and me sitting here they they know that I'm not straight and they know what they're saying uh-huh it's like me. hurtful yeah. yeah yeah just knowing that sure my mom will say she accepts me but knowing she'll never fully accept me yeah. is something yeah. I'm gonna deal with forever and it's just like just another hardship I was just like talking to like my mom about it because I was telling her how like one of my childhood best friends came out as bi to her family mm-hmm. and i was like oh you know she came out as bi like everyone in her family accepts her and my mom's like well like she literally was like well why would they do that like why would they accept her like that's literally a sin against like you know like all religions and all that and she was like i don't want you hanging out with her i don't want you like doing this and this with her and i was like 
Does she huh? realize how intolerant she sounds? I know. I'm literally like, what the heck? And, like, it just makes me so mad. Because, yeah. like, I don't understand how you can be so hateful, mm-hmm. but yet claim that you're, like, you know, like, oh, my God, They're yeah, I accept religious. all people. Yeah, like, I love how everyone. Say, like, yeah. I, yeah. I don't want my kids to hang out with LGBT people, but then I look around and, like, literally at least 75% of the people I know are not straight in some form. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm like, okay. Like, I hate that's just, like, the norm. Like, being straight is the norm and, you know like, what? all that. I also hate I also hate when people say, love the sinner, hate the sin, when it comes to, like, LGBTQ. Yeah, like, it's like, no, you're just a bad person. So, like, yeah. what? Like, I know someone who says that, and I'm like, you're literally just as intolerant as someone who says that, like, gay rights shouldn't be a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like, you're saying the same thing in different words. Yeah. Literally. That like, kind of goes into the logic versus Yeah, I was about to say that. Like, yeah. Like, you... You're using like a Bible or whatever as your logic, logic. Reason, but then it just you're just using it to back up the case. Like exactly, yeah. and they're cherry picking. Yeah, yeah, they're literally cherry picking because they're the same people that go around dressed in cotton, like yeah, like doing all sorts of stuff that like Leviticus pork and seafood. exactly yeah. yes. like doing stuff yeah. that Leviticus tells you not to do, but then yeah. they use that same like same book to like justify their mm-hmm. hateful comments. Yeah. And it's, it's like, you can't, if you're going to say, if you're going to follow one narrative, you have to follow the entire narrative and not yeah. just the one that you like. Mm-hmm. It's like how my dad says, it's like, those type of people are the same people that will go to church on Sunday and act all religious and be all good. And then the next Monday we'll get drunk and we'll just yeah. do all this stuff and exactly. be like all over people. Like, and they don't even do the just, research either because the words like home, like homo, homophobic or like homophobia, whatever and being gay, it didn't show up in the Bible until the 1940s when somebody put it there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It used to be a word for pedophilia, but they don't even want to acknowledge that. It's, it's very sad because it's like, you want your parents to be your support because it's like, mm-hmm. they literally, like, they need you. Yeah. yeah. And it's just so sad because I have so many friends that have, like, came out to me and they're just like, but I was scared. And I was like, why were you scared to tell me? They're like, because I'm just, I live in that environment. Like, yeah. they're mm-hmm. so scared yeah. of, like, yeah. telling anyone and, like, being ha- like having to, like, whisper or sneak around and not being able to be open of like of themselves it's kind of it's very sad because it's like like they're proud of who they are but they can't show it because they know that there's going to be a consequence yeah you know? like, and there shouldn't be a consequence for being who you are because it's like it's who you are yeah, yeah. and it's, it's just very sad like seeing all those things and obviously like whenever i hear my friend like i have a friend especially in california and he's um he's open with me about his problems and he's he's always ranting on, on his spam but like um <laughs> Like his parents, <laughs> but like his parents are, um, especially his dad. Um, he's very like like the ma- the machista, like the machista thing. yeah. And he's like, he's just like you just can't you know like that's not right. You have to be a straight man, do this, mm-hmm. do that. And like he's gonna go into STEM, and he's 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 so smart, and he wants mm-hmm. to be in um, either STEM or politics, and he's very open about everything. But his parents are very like conservative, like, yeah. Very, like, yeah, and it's it's just very sad to hear, like, people you care about just go through all that pain, because it's, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's just... And that, that actually reminds me of Amelia, because if she actually is, if she does love Desdemona, like, on a romantic level, mm-hmm. she would have never, ever been able to, in her society, she yeah. would have never been able yeah. to post that. Yeah. Right. If, if Desdemona, like, felt the same way, they would have to have that in secret, they wouldn't be able to... Yeah, mm-hmm. and I feel like, that. definitely, we've progressed as a society... To the point where, like, people are, like, okay with, like, being openly, like, out with, like, who they are and all that. But, like, it's also, like, you grow up, like, I feel like the way we grow up is definitely not the same as to the way, like, kids are growing up, like, right now. Because, like, when we grow up, like, we are still taught, like, old-fashioned, like, you know, like, being gay is a sin and all that. 
Um, but like you have to think about how like some people like straight up they never got like the opportunity to be like mm-hmm. you know yeah. who they were like which is really sad because like yeah and it's like people live in so much fear too like uh-huh. like I've seen so many posts about like even just being women or being um, not being a straight like a straight male it's yeah. it's just straight like, white ha- male a straight yeah, white, white male, male. Specifically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah to be specific yeah straight like, white cisgendered male yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to be like constantly <laughs> looking yeah. around you in your surroundings because it's like you don't know when you're gonna get like especially like recently like there's been so many attacks against like just people of color like people who are not straight white males and it's so scary that you have to live in fear of like looking around you like my keys literally have freaking pepper spray and yeah, yeah, my brothers yeah. make fun of me about it and, like i was literally having that conversation with them because they're like oh you're so you're they call me that i'm a white girl apparently and i'm like stop calling me that i'm a white girl because i am a hispanic woman and i am proud of who i am and just because i freaking have a pepper spray with me does not make me a, a exactly. white what like, I'm a woman. Yeah, I'm yeah. A, yeah yeah i told her i'm like they're like just use your hands i'm like sir <laughs> sir yeah my dad has taught me self-defense like yeah i know that too but i'm like a i'm like a man a man could it's physically yeah, yeah like pretty easily uh-huh. like women are strong but like men have to are just uh, and they're biologically yeah. created yeah. differently so like yeah. their muscle like they're like yeah. literally by bi- like biologically stronger than yeah. like, women on the most part um but yeah all right. I continue this conversation wednesday continue this next class period yes <laughs> yeah, yeah. to listen to between the lines we really appreciate it you can catch us next week as we discuss well we haven't quite figured out what we want to discuss but i'm sure it'll be good you can also share this podcast across all streaming platforms or wherever you get your podcasts thank you for listening and we hope to see you next week